Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Ed Grogan, CIO at Calvert Health System. In this segment, Grogan talks about the partnerships that help Calvert improve care while maintaining independence, what he believes really energizes people, and the many hats he wore before becoming CIO. Yeah, and, and something like that I would think is, um, is really a great win in a lot of areas, but then especially looking at, you know, uh, smaller organizations, independent organizations, and, and kind of the things that, that you can do to really um, to ensure your survival and really kind of make, make an impact. And, uh, you know, because I can imagine the, the challenges, how the industry is right now, of being an independent organization, and something like this is, uh, is a game changer, I would think. So, yes, and you know, we pay for the service, but how we offset the expense is because we have more diligent care 24-7, we have shorter length of stay. So right. because we have shorter length of stay, we don't need, you know, we have fewer lab tests and everything else. So um, uh, that helps offset the cost. Uh, and of course, it, we're paying for quality too. But it does, it does basically give the smaller community hospital the ability to, you know, not only have the technology, but also to have the, the clinical collaboration uh, with those at a higher level of care, from a tertiary care center. So that, 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 that clinical collaboration helps improve our care protocols and helps improve the quality of care we can deliver at the local level. Um, right. you, know, you know, obviously there are, are times when we have to transfer out of the ICU or transfer the ER to a larger, to a higher level of care. But uh, it does help us provide excellent quality at the local level for the things that we do. And helps maintain our independence, as you were saying. Uh, we have sort of a best-of-breed affiliation strategy here at Calvert where we, you know, we have the best-of-breed for ICU telemedicine, critical care uh, affiliation with the University of Maryland, uh, we have a, uh, uh, some best-of-breed uh, affiliations for cardiac, basic cardiology and cardiac surgery with uh, MedStar uh, and also vascular surgery. Uh, for GYN oncology, best-of-breed with Mercy, um, and so on and so forth. So we have a number of affiliations with MedStar, with University of Maryland, with Hopkins for for breast imaging, best of breed affiliation there. We're the first hospital or health system to have the an extension of Hopkins Avon Center for um, breast imaging here. We have that in our new medical arts center. So um, again, we, we have this sort of best of breed strategy where we can still bring in those tertiary resources who come down to our community and serve folks in our community and then send patients up the road when needed. Um, but we're able to maintain our independence by by pulling in that quality from those other organizations uh, and having that available to to residents in our community. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one of the other uh, topics I wanted to talk about was uh, the the recognition for being one of the best hospital IT departments, and um, I, I can imagine that that's something that that's really validating. And I just wanted to talk about um, kind of uh, you know your your staff management strategy and. Uh, any any challenges you might run into with uh, holding on to or, or recruiting good people, and, and how you deal how you deal with that? We've had good retention. I think by having good results at the hospital, you know, strong mm -hmm. finances, and certainly number one being quality, uh, right. you know, good quality, all these quality awards, patient safety awards, it really energizes people. It's like they're seeing that they're making a difference. When we worked on the ICU telemedicine project, and we had all these different disciplines involved from IT and telecommunication, clinical engineering, then it energized them because they saw the result, the fruit of that, the results of that with regard to improved patient outcomes and so forth. So that's having, having good, good success from a quality perspective and a care perspective energizes people and I think helps with retention. 
we're in a community that doesn't have quite as much turnover as if we were closer into the city, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the, the, the residents aren't quite as transient. Uh, I actually came from Northern Virginia, which was much more transient. Um, right. But uh, so we're, we have good retention. You know, yes, occasionally we lose people here and there. They have better opportunities, and uh, we applaud them for that in, in their career advancement. But, but we do try to retain people and provide a mechanism for internal advancement. When I first came to Calvert 12 years ago, I was the one with a master's degree. But now we have about almost 10 people in IT, and that's about a third of our staff that have master's degrees. A lot of folks didn't have bachelor's degrees. So, again, we, we, prom- we promote that. We encourage that. Also, certifications. We have a certification bonus plan. So if you acquire certification, um, uh, then we, we, give a, we give a bonus for that. Uh, and that's both, both on the technical side and on the application side. Um, we try to have a lot of social functions. Now, uh, in the past, on occasion, we've done things going out uh, of, you know, out of the community, like when the, when the Washington um, – when the Montreal Expos moved down and became the Washington Nationals for baseball, we went to one of the first baseball games. It right. was our, kind of our annual outing. So we would do something like that. But we also do a lot of, a lot of little things, a lot of luncheons, a lot of celebrating staff's achievements, their, their graduations, their certifications, their birthdays, et cetera. Um, and we try to do a lot of things there, a lot of creative things. Um, I, w- I, w- I will tell you, to make it fun, because, you know, this is a serious job working in healthcare, dealing with mm-hmm. sick patients, but... You know, our, our, uh, our philosophy is we want to provide care for, the, for those working in the organization so they can care for our patients better. But we do some fun things to lighten things up. I'll give you, give you an example. Uh, we had a number of ice cream socials uh, last July, just celebrating July being ice cream month. Uh, we also, uh, I think in October, one of our managers co- uh, coordinated a Halloween special, and folks got dressed up, and I, I wore a Sylvester cat outfit. And uh, they had a... Um, an uh, interesting activity where they blindfolded everybody, uh, and then they would sit at this table and 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 you'd you'd put the icing on your cupcake and try to decorate it blindfolded. <laughs> so <laughs> funny things like that, comical yeah. things like that, get people to laugh, lighten up a little bit, have a good time, you know, relax. So it's kind of make the work environment fun. Um, at times, you know, we spend the majority of our time, you know, doing real work, but you know, occasionally right. lightening things up, and and it, it develops a good esprit de corps. Uh, we have we have excellent I think ke- team chemistry, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm a big basketball fan, and and I, you, you can see, and I used to coach soccer and basketball with my children, and you know having talent is important, and retaining the talent is important, is vital, but just as important as having good ke- team chemistry. So I think we have that here. Uh, folks are very collaborative. I only have one poster in my office, and that's uh, one of those posters I got from one of these firms on teamwork. You know, all hands in. Yeah. Uh, different, you know, genders, race, et cetera. So everybody working together, diversity, uh, respecting diverse opinions is important. You know, you right. can't have an autocratic leadership style and, and be effective because, you know, you have to look at diverse opinions, people, people, um, you know, sharing their information. So when we tend to have team meetings, it's not, or when we tend to have projects, it's not so much a project manager, you know, doling out work and assigning work and, and being the, the, the center point or the choke point for all information, we have participative meetings where we have the stakeholders and not only the project manager, applications manager, but also the members of the applications team at those meetings so they understand the context of what we're working on. So very much a participative approach, uh, and that helps generate esprit de corps, uh, gets folks engaged, gets folks generates understanding regarding, uh, you know, projects and things, and I think makes us successful. 
Yeah, and it's interesting you said you were a coach, and I always see parallels between uh, being a coach and being a leader. And, you know, I've read some of the, the sports biographies, and it's really interesting to me uh, how, how, how similar it is. I'm a Duke basketball fan because I um, uh, I completed my undergraduate work at Duke, and so they had a lot of team chemistry this year, and even yeah. they had a lot of young players. You know, when, when you heard some of them speak and everything after they won the championship, uh, they just had excellent team chemistry that was help, help, that was facilitated by their coach. You know, they've got an excellent coach in Coach K, and yeah. um, you know, I think that he helps develop team chemistry. Yeah, definitely heard that too. Now, um, where are you from originally? I lived in Northern Virginia most of my life. I'm originally from the Philadelphia area. I was born in New Jersey across the river there. But when I was seven years old, I moved to Northern Virginia. So I've been there most of my life. And I completed my undergraduate work at Duke. Uh, I've got a degree in biomedical engineering and also in in health policy and public policy studies from two different schools there. And then I've got a master's degree in information systems from GW. Um, So I kind of leveraged that education and then my experience and everything. And I worked uh, for uh, Inova Alexandria Hospital for 21 years. Uh, So I was with Alexandria Hospital before we merged with Inova, and then five years after the merger with Inova. And then I came here to Calvert after that. I've been here 12 years. So, um, And I wore a number of hats at Alexandria because I was there so long. But I also uh, was in charge of all the technology areas there. uh, And I added them over the years. Um, and uh, also had some other ex- experiences as well. I um, also chaired the Environmental Care Committee for about 10 years at Alexandria, those 21 years, and I rewrote the hospital's mass casualty plan. I was there in the command center when we, during 9-11, we were one of two hospitals that received victims from the Pentagon um, and helped coordinate that effort. Uh, yeah. Calvert here, uh, when we had some VP turnover a number of years ago, I took a line of responsibility for some ancillary clinical service areas. I had an imaging report to me. Uh, I helped set up the Center for Vascular Care. That's an affiliation with the uh, Washington, with MedStar, with the Washington Hospital Center. Um, and I, I, I basically was in, in charge of imaging, had imaging report to me uh, as being a VP, um, uh, and used that opportunity to modernize imaging. So we implemented PACS back then, and uh, computer radiography, digital radiography, uh, voice recognition for radiologists, you know, dictating their, giving their impressions and so forth. So... Uh, so I've also had some experience. I'm also published in some medical textbooks. I used to be an expert a long time ago in, in medical technology and gave talks around the country and to medical schools and things. And, and uh, okay. so in my early career, I kind of started up more on the clinical side, the clinical yeah. uh, technology side, and, again, um, you know, published in some medical textbooks. I used to be a medical laser expert back in the early 80s and, okay. uh, and so forth. So, but I've kind of started in the, in the clinical engineering side early on in my career, and then got involved in telecommunications, you know, led, it up a pro- led a project replacing our telecommunications system, telephone system, and voice meshing system in Alexandria, and uh, also uh, took over IT when the IT director retired when I was completing my master's, finished my master's degree in IT, and, uh, and then served in that role for quite a while, and then, then moved across the river here to Maryland. So I've uh, kind of leveraged my education and experience um, to kind of, you know, Focus on technology integration, which is it's, it's one of the passions of, that I have, and uh, right. to really try to leverage that to to, uh, to help things moving forward. So I I recently had been in conversation with a gentleman from the American College of Clinical Engineering, and and I, I would like to um, you know help facilitate further dialogue between Chime and the ACCE uh, to leverage uh, technology in the future because you know the, the whole wave of M Health 
has just begun, you know, right. and, and that really is going to involve in the future even more integration between, uh, you know, medical devices and, and information technology and, you know, the capture of big data and so on and so forth, the Internet of Things, the IoT they talk right. about. So, so basically, you know, I'm excited about that. Uh, I think that uh, we, we, we can forge some, for, some further collaboration between ACCE and CHIME in that area, and I'd like to help facilitate that. Yeah, there's certainly a need for it, and I would think that now more than ever, having your your background in clinical engineering is is something that you're you're definitely able to uh, to leverage. Well, I, I think that that covers everything I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know if there's anything else, but I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, talk about everything you guys are doing at Calvert. Yeah, we're really excited about you know about uh, the things we're doing to, to help the community and to, for patient care. And, uh, you know, the patient is at the center of, of our, our mission, and it's why we're here. And, uh, you know, we really get excited about the work we do. It's, it's, um, we have fun as a team, and, uh, and we're able to do some really good things. And we really, we really enjoy our work, really excited about it. So uh, it may appear that I'm talking a lot, <laughs> but I'm passionate about what I do and yeah. enjoy it a lot sure. and enjoy working with the excellent team that we have here. Yeah, it shows through, and uh, I think that that's something that you really need to have now with, with so much going on. You have to have that passion for it to be able to, you know, keep going back in and uh, doing everything that needs to be done. Yep, that's for sure. All right. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it, and I'd really like to uh, um, get back in touch with you a little bit down the road to see how everything's going. That'd be great, Kate, and I really enjoyed uh, talking to you today. Thanks. You too, and uh, I'll be in touch soon. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.